I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Marriage Podcast. Forward in time to view alternate futures, to see all the possible outcomes. How many did you see? 14,605. How many? Make a good trade. One. Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator for the Lockdown Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the trade machine maniac, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? It's the eve of the NBA trade deadline. It does not feel like it, right? It feels like we're five days out or something. The amount of rumors we've had just does not equal the level of First of all, the level of media we have in the NBA, right? Like, there's so many media people, so many yeah. people with sources. However, the, I guess the, the number of people with sources has kind of, like, lowered recently because Shams and Woj just, like, blow everybody out of the water. And so some yeah. people are like, why even try, right? Like, the Zach Lowe's of the world. They're like, I have sources, but I'm not really going to be, like, a report, you know, a reporter type. It's not worth it. They're just kind of, lay, yeah, they're just laying low. So... Yeah, so we and haven't had you, a lot of that. Then you have local guys. You have local guys in these Who, cities. So, some of them just have given up, right? They're like, "What's the point? Like, I'm just yeah. going to report on. I'm just going to report on what the team says and all that. And you know, I guess I could find some stuff out, but all the work that it would take into it. And then Shamsa Woj is just going to beat it, beat me to it anyway, right? Like, it just doesn't seem worth it at that point. Yeah, and a lot of these guys aren't not around the team anymore because that's where a lot of these yeah. relationships and stuff are being. Told, but then you have guys like that, us, Isaac, real capital J journalists. Yes, like <laughs> us. Uh, or we could just throw everything at the wall and just say, "Hey, that's uh," and just wait for one to stick, and then and that's what we're gonna do today on today's show. Isaac and I are gonna make five huge predictions, bold predictions, I guess, maybe not so bold, just five predictions about the trade deadline, what the Mavericks are gonna do, which teams to watch out for, all that kind of stuff. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra at only two point six calories and ninety five. 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. 2.6 calories would be a wild drink. Like, I, how could you even do it? Water? It's, it's water zero, right? What was the Parks and Rec thing? Water zero plus. All right. So, a couple of newsy things before we get into our predictions. James Johnson is back with the team. He said it was a family emergency. He said he's fine physically. There was nothing to it. So, glad to see James Johnson back with the team. Uh, hopefully everything is going fine with him and his family. Uh, family emergency was out for you know a week or so, which is you know kind of a big deal. So well, he was out, see- and then yeah, he had to go through quarantine and all that. Yeah, that that added to it for sure. But glad to see. Hopefully everything's back. Uh, Tyrell Terry. There's some weird stuff about Tyrell Terry right now. Uh, a week ago, he was out for what they said was illness. And now for the last couple of games, it's been personal reasons. He's out again for the Wednesday game tonight. If you're listening to this on Wednesday, he's out for personal reasons again. Uh, he also has wiped his Instagram. And like, I, I don't want to speculate on personal reasons and all that kind of stuff, right? If it fr- goes from per- from illness to personal reasons, there's some kind of shift there. And I just hope he's okay, right? That That's kind of just where I land now. It's like, Hopefully he's okay. Hopefully he's, you know, he's getting the help that he needs or whatever is going on with him. And uh, yeah, just so, I don't know, if you pray, pray for Tyrell Terry, I think, at this, at, you know, for whatever he's going through. Because it's yeah. something. I don't think it's nothing, right, if he's still going to be out. Yeah, I have no clue. And I haven't asked around about it. And 
yeah, I'm just following the uh, the fig leaves like you guys are, and so yeah, I don't even want to touch on it, and because I have honestly have no clue what is going on there. Yeah, no idea. But yeah, and so we're not we're not just gonna say, oh, it's nothing, it's fine. He's blah blah blah. Like, we don't know. So uh, that's what's up with Tyrell Terry, or what we what we know is up with Tyrell Terry. So, all right, let's get into the trade. Deadlines. The trade deadline is Thursday at 2 p.m. Central Time. So it's a really weird date. Remember, it used to be midnight or 10 or 11 p.m. Central, and it was awesome. I loved it. I, I had so much fun with it. We would stay up so late. We'd probably stay up all night sometimes, just you know, refreshing our Twitters and looking through all the rumors and all that stuff. And then we do a, a trade pod like real late at night, like two or three in the morning or something like that. And just seeing all the rumors come in. Then they decided to make it a made for TV event, changed it to like 5 PM central time or 6 PM or whatever it was. And now they moved it all the way up to like this afternoon, weird stuff. And I think they did it in part because of Harrison Barnes. <laughs> like Harrison Barnes was on the bench during a game when he got traded and uh, I think that was part of the reason they didn't want that to happen again. And so they decided to put it during the middle of the day. Also, you know, there's all kinds of different, you know, quarantine and change teams, things that have to happen. And so I wonder if some of that happened. Uh, David Locke also told that there's some, there's been some times where, you know, a player had to be led from one team to another. And if you can do that before the game, it's a little bit easier and all that kind of stuff. If, if the two teams are playing each other that day. So there's all kinds of all kinds of weird stuff with that. But Trade deadline's a little bit earlier this season. Um, Isaac, what's the team that you're watching out for the most mm. during the trade deadline besides the Mavericks? Obviously, we're watching the Mavericks the most. That's kind of like our our thing. That is our thing because we are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. Also, I think Harrison Barnes was traded the day before the deadline. The night I know, but it's, it's just the optics of something like that happening. Yes, I'm pro it being earlier in the day, even though I missed the like super late. And I feel like one year is like 6 o'clock. And I like that too, but the three o'clock thing, sign me up. I enjoy it because then everybody who creates content afterwards, <clears throat> uh, <laughs> like us, we we have time to uh, analyze it and put out pods and everything. Which we'll also be doing a locker room uh, after the trade deadline. So a couple hours after the trade deadline, we'll be doing a live trade deadline show for Lockdown NBA. So follow at Lockdown NBA Pods, and we'll be you'll be checking in with me, John Corrales, uh, Jackson Gatlin, and Gavin Shaw. And all the lockdown hosts. So if the Mavericks make a trade, we'll be calling Isaac up to to have him talk on the on the live stream. If anybody makes a trade, we'll be calling up those hosts to bring them on the live stream. So check that out. It'll be at Lockdown NBA Pods and also Lockdown Live on YouTube and Twitch and all that kind of stuff. So if you uh, need more information about that, hit me up on Twitter at Nick Van Exit. But which team are you looking out for the most this season? Okay, yeah, or this trade season. I'm, I don't want to yeah. do the cop-out and say the Raptors because I think everyone's watching the Raptors right now. Uh, I think back to the beginning of the season, how we were throwing out there just how excited we were if Dallas would have the chance to get Kyle Lowry and detailing like that route. To, and, but we could just always dismiss it. It's like, ah, oh, Toronto would never trade him. We think Toronto's going to be good this year, blah, blah, blah. Now look where Toronto's at. They could very well trade him. It's unfortunately... Unfortunately, the Dallas is not in that, uh, you know, Miami Philly combination of, of teams for him. But uh, I don't want you to talk about them because everyone's talking about them on pods and everything. My team that I am watching the most and before the deadline is the Indiana Pacers. I am mm. so intrigued. Mm. I, a few days ago, or I think last week, Nick on this podcast went through 
you know, list of secondary creators. And he was like, Hey, I'm going to list like 15, 20 guys. I think all these are like untouchable, whatever. Stop me whenever there's a name that you're like, Ooh, I don't know if he's for sure untouchable. And Nick listed all these names. And I went back and said, Brogdon's the one that I would watch before the deadline just because, and it's the same reason. It's like Indiana lost a bunch of games. I think they've won a few games since then, but You've seen multiple reports over the past few days. You've been reading stuff. Kevin O'Connor talked about that today. I think Yahoo talked about the Pacers today. Yeah. Nick had sent that to me. Uh, just that they had been listening to offers for Brogdon, possibly even Sabonis. I mean, Tony East at Lockdown Pacers is probably just melting right now. <laughs> what what do they even do? But the Pacers are who I'm watching. How 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 much do they consider blowing it all up? Is it? You know, just some uh, small trades here and there, like McDermott, McConnell, the expirings, or do they ship off one of these guys? Here we've been talking about Turner all along. <laughs> do they ship off like Brogdon or Sabonis before a Turner? Uh, that would be wild. And there's a lot of the guys on that team that I'm interested from a Mavericks angle too. Yeah, th- that is a very interesting team. We'll talk about Brogdon for sure later in the in the podcast and what that would mean and all that kind of stuff. What should the Mavs go after a guy like that? Team I'm watching out for. And this, there's no bias in this. I'm watching for the Lakers, but not for the trade deadline. The what? Listen to this. The Mavs are five games back from the Lakers right now. Are you about LeBron, to do a LeBron injury breakdown? LeBron is out three to four weeks. AD is also out with an Achilles. They're not going to rush him back, right? If he's out four weeks, then LeBron could be out both of the games the Mavericks play against him in April, right? It's like April 22nd and 24th or something like that. So like literally a month from today that he could be out. So if he's out for those games, or if he's just coming back, right? Like He could be out for both of those games against the Mavs, and that could be huge. The Mavs could catch them. They're only five games back, right? This team without LeBron and AD is awful. <laughs> like This team is not good. Yeah. They might be able to scratch together some wins here or there, but I feel like the Mavs can almost catch them in the standings, which is wild to say. Uh, that's a team I'm watching out for for sure, but not for trades. For trades, though, I think I'm looking at the Rockets. I want to see what Oladipo, what they do with Oladipo, where you know where they send Oladipo, where, where he ends up, and then the Magic, obviously, like Aaron Gordon, Fournier, Kem Birch is another one. Um, Mavs draft on Twitter had a pretty decent trade. I thought that was um, Evan Fournier, Kem Birch going to the Mavericks with Gary Clark as like salary player filler for James Johnson, Trey Burke, Tyrell Terry, and a second round pick. Hmm. decent trade kind of makes sense. Um, you get Trey Burke if you're so like a decent backup point guard, if you're the magic, which I guess they have Cole Anthony, Markel Fultz anyway, but that's insurance for that. You're going to lose Fournier and possibly Ken Burch to free agency. If you're the magic anyway, so get something for him, get a second round pick, get Trey Burke, I guess on your roster. So, uh, and then for the Mavericks, obviously, you get Fournier, who's a- a- averaging 20 points a game. He's another solid shooter that you could bring off the bench. Like, all of a sudden, you can make it work where you start Tim Hardaway and you bring Fournier off the bench, and then you have scorers all over the place, right? You don't have this yeah. drought of, like, ah, oh, we don't have another scorer in the front. Like, if KP's not good, like, not hitting in the starting lineup, you have another, you have Tim Hardaway that can score, and then that doesn't take any scoring off your bench because Fournier replaces it. And then Ken Birch is the backup center that the Mavericks have needed for, for a while, I think. I think he'd be an upgrade over Willie Colley-Stein, Dwight Powell for sure. So decent trade. Not sure it'll, it'll happen on the Magic side, but that's a team I'm watching out for, especially with the Gordon stuff, Fournier as well. 
uh, and all that. So that's the big name I think that I'm looking for. Coming up, let's get into some more about the trade deadline, all kinds of stuff that we're going to talk about. Big names we're watching, a smaller player, like under-the-radar players that are possibly available. So we'll get into all that. But we have to talk about the Ultra Player of the Week, the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. Does it have to be Luca? It's every. I feel like every week it's it's Luca. Probably. <laughs> Although last week I think it was Josh Richardson that got it, but I guess I'll give it to Luca. He's like his three point shooting over this last week or so has given me so much life. Right? Like now I feel like three point shots are going in for him, whereas before I didn't really feel like they were going in. Let's look at his three point shots over the last week or so. Uh, the Portland game, the, the first Portland game wasn't that great. Four of thirteen, but eight of nine from three against Portland in the second game. Then he went four of 13, six of 11 against the uh, Clippers. And then if we even want to take that back to the first Clippers game, so against the Clippers twice and the Blazers twice, he's hit 50% of his threes, you know, 5.5 a game uh, made, 11 11 a game taken threes wise. That's wild. That's been giving me life. That's been uh, joyful for me. Uh, go drink Amigalob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And uh, right now, Lucas threes are worth it. And I enjoy it right now. It's it's working out statistically, analytically. The analytics would say, Isaac, that he should take those shots now that he's hitting them at a good clip. Ooh, the nerds would say. <laughs> uh, 2.6 carbs, 95 calories. Joy creates success. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. Check out a Michelob Ultra. Grab one. Are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy? Both can be true with Luka Doncic and Michelob Ultra. Also, want to tell you about Paramount+. Plus. So, March Madness has returned. And if you're like me, I stream everything, right? Like, I don't have cable. I got rid of it. And I'm always looking for a place to watch CBS, right? Any kind of NFL game, I'm like, I can't watch CBS. I have, uh, I have my, uh, <laughs> I have someone's. Uh, cable login that I can log into certain stuff like ESPN. Never The CBS stuff never works for me. This is the answer. It's Paramount+. Plus. You can watch CBS games live on Paramount+, Plus, including the Final Four and the National Championship game. You can also see year-round sports like the Masters, PGA Championship, UEFA, the Champions League, Europa League, the NFL, and more. So many other sports. Plus, all the streaming stuff. I love Colbert. They have Avatar on there if you're interested in that. They have all kinds of shows and stuff. Go check out Paramount Plus. Visit ParamountPlus.com before March 30th to receive a one-month free trial of Paramount Plus. That's ParamountPlus.com, and it's the word plus, P-L-U-S, ParamountPlus.com to receive a one-month free trial of Paramount Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com. Also, check out the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski has all the sports news you need in 20 minutes or less. This is kind of our catch-all slash a good way to see the entire scope of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We have incredible talents all the time. Go check out Lockdown Today wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Isaac Harris. So we're watching the Mavericks, the Magic. We're watching the Rockets, watching the Lakers for other reasons. A big name you're watching for the Mavericks. Well, I guess let's let's start with Brogdon here because Brogdon is a big name. I'm definitely watching for the Mavericks. So his name comes up in the rumor. And uh, our both of our ears like completely perked up. We were like, oh, man, it was Vincent Goodwill that came out with a story that the Pacers are listening to pitches on Malcolm Brogdon and possibly Demonis Sabonis. So this is the same thing as Porzingis, right? When, when Jake Fisher came out with that report on Bleacher Report that the Mavericks are listening to offers for Porzingis, I feel like this is the same kind of deal. It's the same language as in they're listening to offers. They're thinking about it, right? Like they're not out 
they're like outright shopping him. Uh, the first question that came up in my mentions when I like retweeted this and was like, Brogdon should be a guy the Mavs should go after. Someone said, why would the Pacers do this right now? Like, why would they try to trade Brogdon? Are you asking me why they should? Well, I mean, I think Indiana has to figure out, you know, what's the direction that they're going to go. And, you know, they've, they've fallen in the standings a lot. And you know, what, how do you change this team? And we've talked about Turner and Sabonis a lot, but they just, you know, they just hired a brand new head coach. It's his first time ever being a head coach in the league game came out of the G league and stuff. A lot of times when you get a coach like that, you're kind of in that rebuild phase. AKA look at what OKC is doing right now. So I think it's, and you look at the history with Indiana, anytime you hear anything report about Indiana, as far as like ownership, wanting to pay tax, money is the main thing with this. I mean, you look at their cap sheet right now, right now, as is, they're set to have $116 million guaranteed in money next year. This is a small market, and this is not including if they want to bring back McDermott or TJ McConnell, uh, yeah, who are on, you know, be unrestricted free agents next year. So Brogdon's at 20 million this year. Sabonis 19, Miles Turner 18, Karis Levert 16, TJ Warren 12. I mean, they have literally seven guys that are making over double digit in million dollars yeah, like this that, year. I mean. Like Brogdon, Sabonis, Turner, Levert, TJ Warren, Jeremy Lamb. That's a hundred million dollars right there. Yeah. Between those players. Is that like is this team good enough to be that's our entire team? You can't make you have no other wiggle room. To do, and that—that's my thing. Like maybe they decided, all right, we've kind of reached our our cap and our limit on this team, and let's see what we can get for these guys while they have value. Let's do like a real actual rebuild and try and do something like that. So that—that'd be my thought with this. Yeah. As far as so why he'd potentially even be available? I don't think he'll get traded, but if he—if he was, that would be the reason. Yeah, personally, I would look at if I was Indiana and say, let's give this a shot whenever T.J. Warren comes back and he's fully healthy and Karis LeVert's played here for another month or something. Because, yeah, when you look at a top six, that's not a bad top six. A Brogdon, Lavert, Warren, Sabonis, Turner, Doug McDermott off the bench, Jeremy Lamb. Like, this is, that's not a bad rotation. So, But if Indiana wants to save money going forward over the next year or so, that was a factor in the Oladipo stuff of them wanting to trade him. It's like, hey, they don't want to – they didn't feel comfortable about giving him a near max contract and all that stuff. So, yeah, that, that would just be the route to it. And – Brogdon, I mean, he's 28. He makes 20 this year, makes 21.7 next year, makes 22.6 the year after that. So he's under contract for two more years after this one at around that 20, 22 million range. And if you're a team out there like Dallas and you're looking for a guy who can be a secondary creator, everything that we've talked about, we, we liked the Brogdon fit when he was a free agent, uh, you know, before he even signed with Indiana. There were some injury concerns back then. So far, it seems like he's kind of put that behind him. Uh, in a sense, he's had a few things here and there, but I mean, a secondary creator, big, who can play defense and shoot 40% from three. Big guard. So, yeah, yeah, big guard. Sign me up for that. And if Dallas could go get him, uh, I would be, yes, ecstatic about that. Yeah, the injury concerns are there, right? He played 54 games out of uh, however many they played last year. He missed a significant amount of time, like just in – in spurts 64 games the year before that 48 games the year before that and then 75 is rookie year when he won rookie of the year over Embiid which is still weird to me but he did he did uh this year he's played 40 games and only missed I'm seeing uh, I'm seeing two games he's missed the last game against Milwaukee and then a random game against the Knicks so he's been pretty healthy this season 
He's 20, 20 points a game. He's always shot really well. Like he's a 39% three point shooter for his career on about four, yeah, four attempts a game. So he's, He's good there. Can be that secondary creator. He's a you know longer guy. He's you know all that kind of stuff. So he would be a guy I would go after, right? Are you getting anybody better in free agency than that, right? We we were talking yesterday. Just go for the talent play with John Collins. Well, this is a talent play that actually fits and talent play that actually works for your team. So I would go all in. I would put the 2025 first round pick. I would you know throw in the 2027 if they have to. Like this is the one where I would go. All in. If you're going to do something now, if you want to try to make a big move now and try to get somebody like that instead of yeah. waiting down the road, I would go for this. And Brogdon as a third piece, amazing. Like that's the if you could yeah. put Brogdon with Luca and KP, that that's the type of stuff. And then you figure out the wing stuff. And I would be open to a lot of deals for Brogdon. I do want to throw another name at you that a name that we've we've all like speculated on you know, Dallas being able to have a shot at him. And for years now, I, we've said there's no way we'd have a shot at him because this team wouldn't trade for him. Uh, but I think the door is a little bit open for that right now. I Ooh. You, I thought you were going to say something. Ooh, no, I thought you were teasing that. That was a good tease. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. I got a Built Bar in my hand right now. Ooh. You can hear it. Is it a puff? You can hear it. Here, it's a puff. The Churro Puff Bar. Love this. It's not better than coconut brownie chunk. It's not better than mint brownie, I don't think. But it is an incredible bar. It's really, really good. I love it. My wife actually likes it. This is the first bar she's really, really liked the consistency of. So if you've been against the consistency of Built Bar in the past, this is the one you should try. It's a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. This legitimately could just be a marsh, like a mallow bar or like one of those – moon pie kind of deals that has like the marshmallow in the middle of it like this could legitimately be that you could do a taste test and put them in front of you like what they do where there's no packaging and it's just sitting on a plate in front of you you could say all right which one's a moon pie and which one's a built bar puff and you wouldn't know the difference because this is so delicious however built bars are actually good for you they're low calorie low sugar high fiber they're uh, high protein as well Really, really good. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. Go buy yourself some of the puffs. They're good. Or keep checking to see if they have that coconut brownie chunk bar because that one's like, I just can't get enough of those. I, I, I'm rationing My two-year-old them. likes the puffs. I'm rationing them out. Oh, he does like the puffs. So there you go. If you have a, a child, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Let them him. take a chomp out of the puff. <laughs> take it. I was gonna say let let them have the puff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> tell them but. to take a chomp out of the puff. Do that. Also, want to tell you about BetOnline.ag. It's our uh, the only place that we trust to put some money down on some sports, all kinds of stuff. Obviously, with NCAA tournament, you have um, NBA games all the time. Let's see if they have any any trade stuff or anything. I don't see any trade props right now. Every once in a while, they'll have stuff on there. You got to keep checking BetOnline.ag all the time. They actually do have odds for. Mavericks Timberwolves on today on, on Wednesday if you listen to this so Mavericks are an eight point favorite against the Timberwolves so if you like those odds take the points and go ahead and put some money down on the Dallas Mavericks use the promo code lo- use the promo code locked on to get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts want to tell you about our friends at locked on NBA draft Go listen to all their stuff on the NCAA tournament. There was a good episode today about the forgotten prospects in the NCAA tournament. So if you want some some guys that aren't just the top 10, then go ahead and check out Lockdown NBA Draft wherever you get your podcasts. All right. 
So we talked about Brogdon. We talked about teams we're watching out for. Uh, John Collins is a name, another name I'm watching out for, but we talked a lot about him yesterday, so you can listen to that pod. Victor Oladipo is another player that I'm looking out for. I feel like we've talked about him a lot. It's the same kind of deal, right? It's, it's Are you willing to take the risk for the injuries to, to bring him in? It doesn't seem like it would take a whole lot to get him at the moment, uh, but it is because of availability. So, yeah. If if the Mavericks went out went went for that and got Victor Oladipo at the trade deadline, I wouldn't be surprised, and I would be probably excited for it to see where it can go. And then they have his rights and all that kind of stuff for the offseason. so they don't have to just try and sign him this summer. They can, you know, do that. And maybe the injury stuff lowers his his value. And the other thing, the other thing about this offseason is there's not a lot of teams with cap space, and the teams that do are like San Antonio. Uh, the Thunder, you know, like teams that aren't necessarily going to be going out and trying to sign big names or be able to sign people away. And so if you can keep your own free agents, maybe you get them at a little bit of a discount because the market's not going to push their number up that high. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And the Oladipo stuff is just because like the ceiling that you could possibly get for him for that price. Like there's a chance where you could get Oladipo for around the same cost as Fournier. And I think his ceiling is yeah right. Yeah, it does seem like that right now, doesn't it? <laughs> but maybe Fournier's floor is higher than Oladipo's. That's yeah. Thing. Well, if, if Victor Oladipo's just out, right? If he's just yeah. not playing, then yeah, for sure. But but I want to go back to what I teased right before this and say Marcus Smart's the name. Marcus Smart's the mm. big name that I'm watching. Mm. That we've always wanted in Dallas. That we've always thought like, oh, Boston would never give him up. And if Boston is swinging for some big deals. And they have to ship him to a place like Orlando or something like that. Could Dallas come in as the third team and say, now's our chance to bring Marcus home. Now's our chance to put Marcus next to Luca, which would be amazing. And we'd love that fit and everything. Like what would it cost to get Marcus from, from Orlando? If that whole thing, you know, goes to the Orlando and Boston, that's the type of stuff him in the same vein, Gary Harris. Like it's almost like the sloppy seconds of, the like the, we'll take them the higher seeds in the conferences that are trying to upgrade their roster but they're gonna Does have your to- salary filler play defense we'll take him in dallas <laughs> but like both of those guys are are names that could be moved in bigger packages for you know a bigger deal that they could go to teams we've talked about this before they could go to teams that are maybe not in the playoff picture and then those teams are like well we don't really need a marcus smart or gary harris if we're bottoming out and then Dallas is swoop in. And I think both of those guys would be like big addition, especially Marcus Smart. If Dallas could, yeah, ship some yeah. things Orlando's way or whoever and get Marcus Smart out of that, yeah. Heck yeah. I feel like, though, Celtics fans would – there's many jokes I can make about this right now. I feel like Celtics fans would, would be very upset and cross at the Celtics if they had to get rid of Marcus Smart and all they got back was like Aaron Gordon, right? Yeah. I don't know yeah. if player for player, if that, I mean, talent wise, yeah, Aaron Gordon has more talent than Marcus Smart, but as impact on a basketball court, I'm not so sure. And especially. Yeah, and that, this is why we've been saying forever that no, Boston wouldn't trade him. But I mean, if they're going, I mean, that whole proposed thing that Matt Moore, who's a host of Locked On Nuggets on this network, you know, yeah. threw out there saying, hey, yeah, there's talks of Fournier and Aaron Gordon in that package. And if both of those guys are in that package, then Marcus Smart almost has to be in it if they're going to swing for both of those guys. So that's Marcus Smart, Gary Harris, both of those names. And to a lesser degree, I know a question we we're going to talk about is like, who's one player? Who's one player around the league right now, Nick? If I said, if you had to pick one player that's on a different team right now, 
and you had to pick somebody that you would say, all right, that's who I would pick as who would be a Dallas Maverick after the deadline. Who would it be? Because my my name falls in that same sloppy seconds category, kind of. Dwight Powell. <laughs> I said this. Dwight Powell will be a Maverick after the deadline. <laughs> that's not on the Mavericks right I know, now. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just gonna say Dwight Powell will be a Maverick after the deadline. I think all of our fake trades of Dwight Powell in it are not gonna go very far because I think you have to attach assets to get off of his contract. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. So I, I think it's Fournier. That'd be my player name. That's a, a okay. smaller name I think I would watch out for. That one, he seems available. The price is low. The salaries can match with you know pretty easily with James Johnson. That would be a name that I think makes sense. Okay. Yeah. That one for sure. I could definitely see that. I think some other bigger teams will come calling for him too. Just a, a shooter off the bench or whatever. I'll go in the same. Hard part though is making tw- like, what is he making? Like 20 million? Yeah. It's hard to make those salaries work for a guy like that. So I don't think he can just be had for, you know, for any team. Maybe he gets, That's maybe true. gets bought out. Like I, I doubt that happens, but no. yeah, like he's making, gotcha. what's he making? 17. 17. So yeah, it works perfect with the James Johnson. Con. Like you could just literally swap out those two players, throw them a second round pick and be done with it. Right. Like boom. Yeah. Well, I think Jake Fisher bleach report said James Johnson, two seconds for 48. And you know, that would be a framework of a type of deal for Orlando. Uh, yeah. If I had to pick one guy, I'll say Danny Green. And Ooh. just just the same sense of we know that relationship's there with Danny Green. We know he picked the Lakers over Dallas. We know he talked to Cuban and everything through that process. And if Philly makes any type of move for Kyle Lowry or they swing for something else to upgrade, you know, bring in another piece, Danny Green's probably going to have to be in that deal just for a salary filler on that. And it would probably be super cheap. And if you're telling me right now or asking Isaac, what do you think Dallas does at the deadline? I do think I do think they make a deal. I do think that. But I think it's a cheaper type of deal. Let's bring in a guy and maybe another vet like Danny Green would be the vet type of guy that could spot start if you wanted or come off the bench with you know a couple of those guys, Brunson, whoever, and actually be a part of that eight-man rotation, and you trust him hit some big shots, you trust him hit some threes and stuff like that. So, And I, once again, I think it would be a cheap cost to go get him. Yeah, Especially, been- yeah, if, he, if he's going to a team like Orlando or whoever it is, a bad team, and that team's like, we want to do Danny Green like right and send him to a good team. Yeah, Danny Green making $15.4 million, so – that's that's why that salary you know works and it would be a filler right to for Kyle Lowry making thirty million you have to put some salaries together they're not going to trade Tobias Ben Simmons Joel Embiid right so it'd have to be Danny Green even though he just got there they just traded for him but yeah yeah that one makes sense uh, like you said the framework or not the framework but the the groundwork has already been laid for that uh, the last thing we want to get to is what's the case. For and against the Mavericks doing nothing, right? We've we've heard from the Mavericks themselves. Carlisle says, "I loved, I like the team that we have." Of course, he's the coach. He's going to he say says that. that every year. Yeah. I know he says that every single season. Uh, he said that when they had the Kristaps the Porzingis trade. Like he said that all the time. Um, we have Cuban saying continuity. We want to keep this team together. Like, what's the case for the Mavs doing nothing? Well, I think it goes back to that Clippers series in which we what we talked about uh, of. I think you you look at that series and say, well, dang, we were a a sprained ankle from Luca and a KP ejection and KP, you know, freak injury from, I mean, we went six games with the Clippers. We could have very easily won that series and progressed further in the playoffs. Now we're arguably a better team. Then you look at 
okay, I mean, look at the five starters who are now you know playing together. They played 179 minutes together. They're a plus 12 net rating and that 129 offensive rating in those 179 minutes. So if you're sitting there trying to make the case for them not to do something, if you're the Mavericks and you're telling yourself, so they're like, all right, our five guys, when they've been back playing together, we have a winning record in those games. We have a crazy offense. We have a plus 12 you know, net rating in this. Like, okay, let's keep this thing going. Luca's in a groove right now. Josh is turning this corner. And I mean, that I that's your case, I guess. I mean, I, I would prefer them make some type of uh, move to help the rotation a little bit. But I think that would be the basis of it with that Clipper series in the back of your mind saying, all right, we... That was our base last year. I think we have that possibly even more this year. And I think it's more so from the Mavericks, a sense of let's just not blow this up before we know what it is, right? Like let's, let's, let's let this play out a little bit because this team is fully healthy. They've played really, really well, right? They're, they're back in it and they were, they were nine and 14. Now they're all of a sudden back over 500. They've beaten some good teams. They've, you know, shown that they can play against the best, the best of them. And, I, I think it's more so they're not going to move huge pieces. They're pro- they'll probably do something on the fringes or just something on the edges or maybe you know one of the role players, something like that. I think that the continuity angle, just keep as many of the players that have been around as you can, right? Like Seth Curry for Josh Richardson, I don't even think that messes up continuity too much, right? Like that move. So I think a move like that could still happen, even though they're talking about continuity and you know we like yeah. this team and all that kind of stuff. Like they'll still make a move to get better, right? We've seen like, the Mavericks like do I that fully, every year. I fully expect him to use the James Johnson contract. If he's not going to be part of the rotation, yeah. I fully expect him to use that to go get a Fournier, a Danny Green, somebody like that with some seconds attached and say, you know, or one of the young guys who are not playing at all and saying, all right, here you go, and at least get a guy who can be in the rotation coming off the bench. That That's what I expect them to do over the next 24 to 48 hours. Now, the case... Do you want to move to the case for them not to play it safe? Well, I, I feel like we've made it, right? Like this team needs an upgrade at secondary creator, you know, backup, you know, center, and then at, at three and D wing. Like those are the three things. That's that's kind of the case, right? There are some big upgrades that you need to make. And if you can do one now, you have some assets that are going to expire and ex- literally expiring contracts. And this team has, you know, the West could be wide open, right? Like what if LeBron comes back and messes his ankle up again? I was thinking about this when I when I talked about LeBron in the first segment. Like, if LeBron, what if AD's Achilles is like he comes back and he re-aggravates it? Yeah. All of a sudden, Le- LeBron and that team. Like, are you scared of LeBron and that team? Are you scared of the Clippers? Are you scared of the the Jazz, the Suns? Like, this Mavericks team probably shouldn't be scared of any of those teams. Yeah. And so this could be this could be a title team, you know, one move away or something like that. So that I think that's the case to not to do nothing. Even if the Lakers are healthy, I think Mavericks could have a chance against them. Well, that that was one of my big things, like the case f- against them just standing pat and just holding their deck of saying, okay, like the Lakers injury stuff could be giving some of these teams a little bit more hope right now. Of saying it could make a few more moves happen at the deadline. Saying is the door open just a little bit further for a team like Dallas that's sitting there saying, you know, in a case to not stand pat is, you know, if they want more offense, I know it sounds crazy. Cause it's like, Hey, the offense is, you know, it's fine. The numbers are fine. Even with KP struggling at times, but what will the offense look like in the playoffs? If KP still kind of not figuring it out offensively, do we want that big of a load on Luca 
should they go out and get, an, I mean, even a guy like Evan Fournier will at least give you some buckets off the bench, at least another shooter, at least another score, like a Tim Hardaway type of guy. And it, I mean, you're just not in the top tier of the West right now. I mean, that that's another case for it too. And if you want to show, we don't know what Luca's saying behind the scenes to either. And I know it's his third season, but if Luca's sitting there saying, I want to freaking win, I'm one of the best players in the league. I, and if you're wanting to show Luca then we always want to be in the one that that top tier like teams. Then you go out and do something. Or if you feel like you're not in the top tier and you can't compete in the top tier, and there's a move on the table over the next day or so that can put you in that top tier and show Luca that we're all in to win every single season that you are here and at the top of your game, then that's that's the case to go do something. The other thing. We've touched on the Porzingis stuff every once in a while. If that situation is more toxic than we know, and right now we don't really know a lot, we probably don't know anything. We've seen body language. We've seen stuff. Maybe he's just frustrated about his play, right? It seems to be the games where he doesn't play well that he gets frustrated with Luca and other people. Maybe it's just frustrated frustration with how he's played personally. Maybe that's where the frustration comes from. But if it is something more, if it is something deeper, that's your case, right? You got you to gotta make a move because you don't want to just have this try and – you know, play out, and what if Porzingis gets hurt again and his value drops even lower than it is, you know, right now? Yeah. That's another, like, you know, break glass in case of emergency type deal if it's like that. And we don't know that. Yeah. Might be. Might not. All right. We'll be back with more trade deadline stuff. We'll be back tomorrow breaking down the Wolves game a little bit. I unless the Mavericks, unless it's an interesting game, I don't know how much we're going to talk about that Wolves game tomorrow, but we'll talk about it. We'll break down all the trade stuff. We'll be there. Subscribe to, um, this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, all that. If you're watching on WFAA, we appreciate it. Also, check out Locked On NBA Pods on Twitter. We'll be doing a live trade deadline show for a couple hours. So come hang out with us, ask some questions in the chat, come listen to our trade reactions, all that kind of stuff. So, guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Maps. Peace out. Boom. <laughs> yeah, let them take a chomp out of the puff. <laughs>